0: Welcome to the Future Healthcare Today podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Hunsinger. New regulations such as the Transparency and Coverage, TIC, rule are providing further clarification for machine-readable files, MRFs. TIC requires that plans and issuers offering health insurance coverage in the individual and group markets to disclose in-network provider-negotiated rates through these MRFs. Because of this, there is an increased visibility into contractor rates for payers, providers, and members. Third-party tools can provide an infrastructure to host the data to be readily available, flexible, and incorporate its own data sources. Today, I spoke with Dennis Charland, Senior Vice President of Transparency and Desktop-as-Service Sales at Zealous. He has over 20 years of experience in the fields of healthcare technology, group insurance sales, benefits consultation, and Employer Benefits Management. We discuss the recent release of MRF rate-based files and how they have affected the market. So Dennis, can you explain what machine-readable files, MRFs are, and why we are hearing about them now that the transparency and coverage regulations have taken effect?
1: Sure, so, so the, the MRFs, or the machine-readable files, were Really, a critical part of the transparency and coverage regulation. It was the first phase of deployment for transparency and coverage, in that the enforcement on the publishing of these files started 71 uh, of of 22. Uh, essentially, what they are is is it is a a file that encompasses a a payer's entire contracted rate set uh, for every provider that's contracted to perform. Uh, all covered services. And uh, in addition to that, a second file, the allowed amount file, includes rates paid to out-of-network or non-contracted providers as as well. The biggest piece of the delivery, though, has been these in-network machine-readable files. They are enormous, They uh, were not designed for members to uh, access these particular uh, files or consumers. Uh, They were designed for organizations that have the technical wherewithal to download these very, very large data sets and synthesize this data and use it in ways uh, that the government um, feels will be used uh, to improve both the the cost and quality uh, of healthcare.
0: Yeah, let's unpack that a little. From what I understand, these MRFs aren't designed with the consumer's benefit in mind, are they?
1: They're really not. Um, So the data within them needs to be used to actually populate member-facing transparency tools, but the data on its own and the files on their own, most people, and certainly most members, if not all members, don't even have the computing power to download these files, let alone then be able to understand kind of what the data means within them. So there may be kind of uh, uses of the information as it turns into kind of member-facing tools, but the, the data on its own and the files on their own are not designed to be accessed by members and not designed to be helpful to members.
0: Okay, so how is this new access to payer rates data shaping the market? Yeah, it's a
1: a great question. So uh, on the surface, the compliance with the regulation is on its own very difficult uh, for for payers. This is a mass amount of data. This is data that needs to be updated and posted publicly monthly. The data needs to be accessible uh, with, as the regulation requires, free and unfettered access, meaning you you cannot limit the amount of times this, this data can be downloaded Um, you cannot put this behind username and and password uh, access. You can't limit uh, your competitors' uh, access to your own contracted rate information that needs to be posted publicly. So the sheer compliance with the regulation is kind of challenge uh, number one. Uh, Number two is actually making this data usable for other aspects of the regulation um, that require compliance, um, specifically member facing transparency tools. So this data, these contracted rates need to be able to be accessed and posted to members via a internet based tool. So synthesizing these extremely large data sets and making them highly performant, so highly accessible so that when a member does a search for a service, this data can actually return it quickly, right, without delay, because uh, obviously if a member's doing a search within a tool and it takes, you know, four minutes for these files to be queried and a result, a member is going to give up and, and have a negative uh, experience. So that's kind of number two. Number three is now that this data is available, not just from payers posting it for themselves, but now all of their competitor data is available, there's a lot of entities that find this information extremely valuable as it relates to provider contracting efforts maybe deciding which new geographic markets to go into as a uh, as a payer or frankly as a facility or a provider thinking about how their competitors are uh, being paid and and where they sit in the ultimate pecking order uh, as it relates to to pricing so you've got payers and providers and are now looking to use this data as a way to evaluate their own competitive uh, pricing position.
0: Are we going to see a rise in companies that utilize this data as a software as service, if you will? 100%. uh, We're seeing it already.
1: Now, the unique thing about this is that the data itself is not fully usable on its own, meaning the only identifiable information in an MRF file of an individual provider is their NPI, and NPI maybe maybe a TIN number. There's no provider name, there's no specialty, there's no address, there's no affiliation, as, as in where they perform their services or who they perform their services with. There's actually no indication on there whether the provider even performs that service. So they may be contracted to do it, but maybe they don't even perform that service. So an orthopedic that only does knees is gonna have rates data for hips, for spines, for wrists, for shoulders. Um, So the data on its own, while it is highly valuable, needs to be uh, complemented with other provider demographic information to really make this usable. I, I say that only because related to your question, yes, there's a lot of vendors kind of popping up saying, hey, we can help download this and synthesize it and get it back to you. But without that other information, there's not a whole lot you can do with uh, with that data. so you need to make sure that as you're looking, you know for partners uh, in this space that that have that ability, that they have access to the right data uh, in order to make this actionable and usable as it's returned uh, as it's returned
0: back. So what are the pain points as a result of this, and how can they be addressed? I think the limitations of the data are probably the,
1: the number one pain point. so, you can't just use the data on its own. You've got to add those other provider demographic elements to the data. On top of that, you also need to overlay, frankly, to make this uh, make this optimal, you've got to understand what, provide, what services that these providers and, and facilities actually perform. Um, so if, if I'm a payer and I look at a specific CPT code for a specific provider and I realize that I'm paying that provider, more than my primary competitor. Well, that's gonna be aggravating to me until I realize, well, that provider either doesn't perform the service or if they do, they haven't performed any that I've paid for in the last 18 months. So as I think about where the greatest opportunity is for me to kind of use this data to my advantage, it's gonna be, and where the biggest bang for the buck is gonna be, it's gonna be those services that have utilization and have, uh, have cost spread. So the biggest pain points, honestly, have been being able to download the data because it's so enormous, being able to make the data usable, so that complementary data, and then actually putting it in a structure that allows me to compare my own rates against competitors on a side-by-side basis. Dennis, what opportunities have surfaced? The rates data itself, as much as I say that there are flaws and gaps and challenges with it, the rates data itself has never, ever been available before in the market. There is a huge opportunity to use this data to a payer's advantage, to a provider's advantage, and to a facility's advantage, if they can you know, add the right data sets to it in order to make it actionable. So this is transformative in the business. I can't stress enough how amazing this opportunity is if it's used correctly. Payers and providers today buy access to market basket data, clearing house uh, service data. Payers use COB uh, claims data coming to them from services that their competitors have priced first when a member has kind of dual coverage. All these data points have kind of triangulated for them to try and get reasonable assumptions around what their competitors pay. They don't need to do that anymore. Um, they really, all this data is publicly available at a level that is way more useful than any other method that they're using today to understand kind of what their uh, what their competitors are paying for uh, for these these services. So, huge opportunity if you find the right partner to make this data usable and actionable.
0: So, we dug a little bit into this earlier in our conversation, but how can third-party tools provide solutions as MRF guidelines evolve, and what are some solutions that Zealous can provide?
1: Yeah, a great question, because um, I'll tell you, a lot of the conversations in the market that we've been having, payers, um, providers, facilities, you know, they all have very strong data analytic capabilities and, and resources within their organizations. And so their initial inclination has been, well, I'm just going to go out and grab this data and do it myself. Because of the amount of complementary data that you need to add, because of the size of these, um, these files, because of the number of competitors out there that they're looking to kind of acquire uh, data from, what what these folks have, are quickly figuring out is, is they, they really need a partner to help them do this. If that partner is helping to complement the data, streamline the data, uh, and hand it back for them to do the analytics, great. Yet other players out there are saying, uh, I I don't just need the data kind of acquired, cleaned up, complemented with the appropriate data sets for me to do the analytics help me with a tool that I can literally do self-service side-by-side comparison, right down to individual CPTs, individual providers within specific geographies so that I can pick up competitor A, B, C, and D and compare it against my own uh, data. The solutions that we've delivered and created do exactly that. So if you want to do the analytics yourself, we'll help acquire, update, streamline that data and be able to hand it back to you. And if, you know, if you're looking for that fully, you know, comprehensive side by side analysis tool, we can do that too. So when you're thinking about third party, you know, vendor partnerships, you've got to make sure that they have the horsepower to do this, that they have access to the additional data to make it usable, and that they have the flexibility to deliver the solution that you're you're looking for, because you may only want that data to perform your own analytics or you may want a a more comprehensive solution that allows uh, side-by-side comparison within an easy-to-use UI. Picking the right partner in this space is gonna be the most important thing because if you are not using this data effectively to drive change in the market, you can be darn sure that your competitors are. And you can be darn sure that your providers and facilities, if you're a payer, are also looking at this data uh, as a way to, to help drive up their reimbursement as you're looking at it as a way to drive uh, reimbursements to a more competitive position
0: great is there anything else you'd like to add to the conversation before we wrap up
1: i I would only add that i would fully expect the government to continue refining these regulations meaning that these data sets are going to change in certain ways there are gaps in the data today uh, around things like percentage charge uh, contracts or uh, risk-based deals where providers um, and facilities are on the hook to manage to a specific budget and manage the health of uh, the membership and they're rewarded uh, for doing a good job and there's disincentives for um, for doing a bad uh, job at that. It's very difficult to capture that and to see that within the MRF data today. So as the government refines these regulations and therefore refines the data and schema of these uh, data sets, you need to also make sure that you have a partner that's going to also be able to evolve the solution to capture those things. So, you know, I talked about the importance of picking the right partner. Just, just one more reason there to make sure that you are uh, identifying all the players in the space and really, you know, uh, uh, digging into the strengths and weaknesses that they that they have
0: and bring to the table. Thank you, Dennis, for joining us today, and a big thank you to our listeners for tuning in. If you're interested in staying up to date on the latest best practices, lessons learned, and proven strategies for leveraging innovative technologies to improve healthcare outcomes, be sure to visit futurehealthcaretoday.com. I've been your host, Lucas Hunsicker, and until next time, so long.